Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. I am super, super excited. I've had a uh, fantastic day, busy day. I was talking about this the other night. I, um, in my my day job, for those who don't know, um, I'm not in the music business or the movie business, even though that's who we have on the show all the time. Uh, sometimes we have authors too, but um, no, I'm a painter by trade, and uh, you know, I paint pictures of people and stuff. And this time of year, oh, baby, I got to tell you, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Just a lot to do. A lot to do. Easy to get overwhelmed this time of year, but um, I'm holding my own. And I'm currently drinking the world's hottest cup of coffee. I, man, what did I microwave this for five minutes or something? Jeez, this is bad. Put some ice in there. Anyway. I'm excited for tonight's show. We have a fantastic singer-songwriter. She's an indie pop star. She's out of Dallas, Texas. And man, oh man, she knocks it out of the park. Um, We're going to be playing her latest single. And I'm just so inspired by her and so impressed by her. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Miss Remy Riley to the show. Remy, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you, Jamie? I'm doing great, doing great. I'm so glad to talk to you. I'm so impressed with your work. You're Thank really you so good much. at what you do. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> I mean, that. Now, I know you just started doing this a couple months. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got my show notes here. <laughs> she started, folks, when she was two. She's writing her own music at age five. Wow. That's like Mozart stuff, you know? <laughs> Pretty impressive. I don't know what I was doing at five. I'm probably eating paste or something. Man, <laughs> Remy, you're knocking it out of the park. Thank so, you. Did you come? Yeah, I wanted to ask you. Did you come from a musical family? Did I mean, were you? Was it around you or that that got you inspired, or how did all this just happen? Well, it's funny that you asked that because I actually kind of did come from a music family, although none of them are actually musicians themselves. They're more on the Mm. business side of it. Like my mother was a DJ on the radio and my father is a record promoter and they met on the radio. That's brilliant. That's a song unto itself right there. I love it. I I think so as well. (laughs) So, they had this beautiful little blonde baby girl, and your mom and dad said, you know what? We, it's hot in Dallas. We need an infinity pool. Let's get her singing. No, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. um, Exactly. <laughs> we got to sing. Uh, everybody. That's our family motto around here. I tell everybody, our dog, our animals, everybody, everybody works. Um, <laughs> anyhow, I, uh, no, that's cool, though. That's cool that you came from um, not only an artistic uh, people, but people that appreciate the arts 
and that people that uh, would encourage you to pursue uh, the arts, you know, your, your music and oh, whatnot. Oh, absolutely. They I mean, sure that is cool. now, very you, great. We know that you're great at singing. Were you also a, a typical young girl, you know, dance classes, all that kind of stuff as well? Sport? Um, you know, it's it's funny. I the only sport I did was track because I did I okay. wasn't a sports kid at all by any means. But I did do a little bit of dance when I was little. But after that, I just, you know, did my own thing. I was a weird kid. I um, I liked trying new hobbies, like, every week, and I still do. That hasn't changed. But honestly, nice. music wasn't one of them. It was more of really? like, writing the music but not actually playing it until I got a little bit older. It's kind of strange. I got gotcha. you. I gotcha. I know. I, I get it. I get it. I, in my world, you know, um, I've probably done, you know, thousands of art shows. And to this day, I dislike doing them in the fact, well, I shouldn't say I dislike doing them. I dislike when I have to talk to people or talk in front of people. Wow. I'm very, very shy. And everybody's like, what are you talking about, Jamie? You have a podcast. Are you kidding me? You've had it for like nine years now. What? What do you? And I'm like, yes, but the podcast, I'm not in front of anybody. That <laughs> I don't is do that true. Joe Rogan video cast. Yeah, I don't want to. Right, I, I just, right. It, it bugs me. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, it really does. I actually have a pair of sunglasses. I painted the insides black on. So um, if I, because you always have to give, a, people want to, you know, they want the razzmatazz at these art shows and you, and you have to, you know, Oh, I was thinking about this and I was heartbroken and you know, they, they want to hear all that stuff. And I hate doing it. So I put those glasses on so I can't see people. I've never heard of anybody doing that. That You really are an artist. That's creative. <laughs> My wife is the best. Yeah. She will, she will do these events and she'll work a room. She knows. And then she'll come get me and go, okay, now you have to talk to this person, and here's this person, and here's some information about them. You know? <laughs> She's fantastic at it. I'm terrible. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Power couple. Yeah, though. but it's just what you got to do. Now, being a shy young lady, you got over that, though, right? You uh, When you started performing and whatnot? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a really loud kid. Like, I, I still, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm as shy now, being that I've been performing for seven years on stage. But maybe as a kid I was, but definitely not now as a young adult. I will go up and talk to just about anybody. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, let me ask you this, because part of your business is, um, and I'm I'm an old man. I grew up in the 80s. Um, and, uh, you know, the age of music videos and whatnot. Love them. Love them. Can't get enough. Um, but I asked my oh, musician yeah. friends, and I'm like, you know, and I, I'm like, where do you sit on the uh, on music videos? Do you, do you like doing them? Are they a necessary evil? And about half really dislike doing them. But um, the other oh. half just love it. Where do you fall in that range? Oh. Fan or not? I fall in completely love. I love films and you mentioned that you worked in film which is very cool um i love all of it i if i could if i had the budget i would make these mass productions um (laughs) but until i got you 
I even like I even like making the ones that I make right now. I I think it's amazing. My father and I went to White Sands, New Mexico, and I live in Texas, so it's still about a like a oh yeah a nine hour drive from where I live, and and I know it's a bit farther from you if you're in Florida, but um oh no, but I've no, been we I've been over and... there. You've been you've seen it right? Oh my god. Oh it's yeah, so cool. absolutely. And I'll tell anybody listening. Anytime you want to drive anywhere in Texas, it isn't like a normal state where you're like, okay, I'm going yeah, to go to the other side of the state. It's going to be an hour and a half or whatever. No, it's like days. And day- you remember those old Western movies with covered wagons and people going out? That's Texas. You can drive all You're like, I'm going to go to another state. Okay, well, we'll see you in 12 hours. You know, it's so big. Um, that's a big, that's a long drive. <laughs> It sure is. I think it is. It's like, I think 12 hours is correct from each side of Texas. It's very big. And it does take almost a day to get through. But, yeah. Well, the press pictures turned out amazing. I mean, you know, you're on these big dunes and stuff here. Yeah, I'm looking at these in a a fancy ball gown, you know. Um, She got rid of the heel. Uh, but you look you look like a movie star in these, you know, like you fell out of a plane. Well, thank or something. you. Still look amazing. <laughs> um, I love all these pic- the press pictures you have that, that they sent over to me. I got to tell you, I am in love with that sofa. Oh man, uh, what a sofa! Right? <laughs> that is, That's so funny. That is movie star furniture. Love it. I do love like it. it too. It was at the place that we took pictures at. Well, it's fantastic. And uh, the best thing about all these pictures is they all have Remy in it. She looks amazing. Oh. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, just just rolled out of bed, threw on this uh, big evening gown, you know, typical stuff. Typical oh, yes. stuff. And you'll, uh, you'll be happy to know <laughs> that I found that in a thrift store for $6, and I saw uh, the flowers on it. I thought it looked ridiculous, and I was like, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to use this for something. I love it. You know, Remy, that reminds me when I was a kid, well, not a kid, but when I was young, when I was your age, oh, there you go, I'll put it that way. Um, we had this apartment and somebody, any furniture we had was what somebody else was throwing out on trash night or something. Right. You know, we go, oh, there we go. There's a chair and uh, and take it home. Somebody was throwing out, I call it a Jesus, I called it a Jesus table, uh, you know, like from the Last Supper painting because it was it sat 12. It was a giant table. And in this apartment we had, um, we had a dining room. And we just kept stuff in it. Because, I mean, you know, we were poor as church mice. And, you know, we, we weren't doing formal dining. But I saw this table. So I conned about, you know, 10 of my friends in, um, called everybody up. They all came over. We all went down and carried it the seven blocks back to the apartment, up to the second floor, to our dining room. And then what we would do once a month, you would have loved this. We'd go to the thrift store. In our case, it was called Value Village. Great store. And um, everybody would buy fancy outfits, um, you know, on the cheap. Oh. And then we would make this giant potluck dinner and eat it at this and have like a big, <laughs> a big meal <gasps> um, <laughs> without silverware, though. We were all weirdos, you know, and we would just, eat with our hands and every it was just crazy fun time oh my god fun time 
that does sound wonderful. I that's something I would do with my friends. Yeah, you know, just uh, that poor table. It probably had come out of some stuffy house somewhere, been around for a hundred years, and then it was subjected to us. You know, it's like oh my the god, memories what made. <laughs> I'm telling you, what happens at the table stays there. You know, it was so bad. I didn't get my security deposit back from that apartment because when we moved, um, we left that table. <laughs> I didn't have enough friends to get it out of the apartment. I'm sure some oh, landlord no. somewhere loved us. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I knew I'd truly grown up the first time I moved and actually got a security deposit back. It was, uh, I was like, wow. I didn't, I thought that was just a myth. It's working. So this is cool, man. So this is cool. So you've been making music. You're working with the fine folks over at Trend PR, and um, they're the like the best in the business. I love them. Um, I love. And you got a new too. single out and I an do. upcoming EP. Holy moly! I do. Your My EP. upcoming EP. And it releases December second. You know that's like a couple days, right? Oh, I think ninth. Or the second, maybe. Does it say second? Yeah, it says second here, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe oh. I got it wrong, but yeah. Oh, my, maybe I have How do I have it wrong? That's crazy. Um, well. You're just a rock star. You well, know, they, they keep things from you, Remy. They keep things they from really you. They really do. They all do. I've been trying to tell everybody this. They don't believe me. <laughs> I'm glad you got my back. We're we're teasing um, the over there at uh, Amanda and the gang. <laughs> they're like, "What are you talking oh. about?" Oh my gosh, no, we they're... are! I can't believe that. But they're they're great. They're great. I'm so glad you're working with them. You know, it reminds me. Years ago, I was reading a a book about uh, interviews of David Bowie, and somebody asked him. He they said, um, you know man, every song sounds great. And he goes, yeah, I work with the best people in the business. And when you do Aww. that, things tend to be, work out well, you know. Um, oh, so I'm glad true. they're on your team. Also, the EP, you got Mike Pence and Sarah Joffrey. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Joffrey? Joffrey? Uh, Jaffe. Um, Jaffe. There we go. I'll never forget it now. Um, yeah, they produced it. Man, so you're you're cooking with grease, girl. You got it going on. It's this great. Is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Having absolutely. a great time doing it. I'm I'm telling you. Well, the single is Avalanche, and that's also the title track for the EP, right? It is. Should we Should we play Avalanche and then talk about it, or do you want to introduce Avalanche? How do you want to do it? Um. Honestly, I'm fine with whichever. If you would like people to listen and then see what they think of it, and then I tell the story, we can do that. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds fun. That sounds cool. Here it is, everybody. This is from new from Remy Riley Avalanche. Check this out. It's uh, I'm so excited. I'm tongue tied. Here it is, everybody.
And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Ruxgear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, 
from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. But yeah, we had it recorded the day of COVID, March 13th, when everything went shut down. They were like, oh, we mm. might not be able to get in the studio for a while. And I said, no, nah, it'll be fine. I'll give it a couple of weeks. We'll be back in the studio, back in school. Well, that's what they were telling nope. us. Yeah. They told us two weeks off of school. Nope. Yeah. And now, oh. as a freshman in college, I am just now releasing this EP and this song. So that is the story of Avalanche. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm sorry you were experiencing the aval- you know, the the inspiration for that track um, as a sophomore in high school, <laughs> but I oh, get it. Yeah. I've been there. That was the prime days. That oh, was the days. Those. That's when all the drama happened. It was the juice. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, oh, I think yeah. the worst a girl ever broke up with me is I remember going into you know school, and uh, I was dating this girl Angela. And she walked up with this really cool, you know, she had my leather jacket and she, I had done something wrong, you know, big surprise there. Um, but she, she walked up like all, and I was happy to see her and she took, she had the sh- jacket draped over her shoulder. She took it off and then stepped on it and walked away. And I was like, Oh, oh. Well, at least I got wow. but, uh, yeah, yeah, at least you did. You got drama, it you know, girls mm. have done a lot worse. They could, she could have cut that jacket up. <laughs> That's very true. That very yeah. true. Oh man. Well, you know, it it happens. It happens. But yeah, you know, it's, you're right. That is the prime drama rama time, man. And people don't get it. I, I oh, think yeah. you know, people are always people my age are always kind of looking down their nose a little bit at young people. You know, oh, well, they don't know the world, and they don't know they haven't experienced it. Well. No, maybe they're not drinking their sorrows away in, in the bar at 10 a.m. or something, but ah! I would venture to say that their drama is probably 10 times the intensity, <laughs> because when you get old like maybe. me, you're kind of worn down a little bit. You're like, yeah, you know, I, I knew it would end. Um, <laughs> kind of half expected right. it, you know. When it's all new, when you're young and fresh, ooh, it hurts. It's nothing like those first oh, breakups, does. you know? Oh, oh those gosh. are the worst. It's the worst. But, I mean, it's all about life and growing, and it's funny. You know how you they, gotta say, have it's funny they say that? They say that high school never ends because adults can be kind of, you know, like that. I think it's true. That's very true. That is very true. That reminds me, I was reading this this article um uh, about they were talking to Adele's music teachers from when she was young, oh. and uh, they said, well, "Was she always a great songwriter?" And the teacher was like, "No, she was horrible. <laughs> she totally was ah. horrible." And then she, oh, uh, wow. you know, we broke for summer. She went home, had her first big heartbreak. Came back, she was excellent <laughs> at writing music. Uh, <laughs> oh, I totally, I it. totally get it. I get it. Mm. I I went just went through a writing block that lasted six months, and I was oh, really man. worried. I was like, I wonder, wonder if I'll ever write a song again. And it's because I haven't had a heartbreak in like a few years since that last one. It's been almost.
almost three years for me. So I literally, I just am like, what? But I know that when I had my heart broken, I was writing like two, one song a day. And I totally (laughs) think, I believe from that story, that once I was single for three years, I haven't been writing at the expense that I used to. Maybe it's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't let's not talk that up because we don't want it to happen. No, now you're at the point. No, now. no. Well, maybe, you're not at the point now, but let's you'll you'll get to the point. You know, when people start writing about their dogs, you know. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I started. I started writing about ridiculous things. There's many, many things for me to write about, but for some reason. Us girls, and maybe maybe the boys too. After a good little heart wrenching breakup, we have all the emotion and rage in us, and just go off on the paper. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it's well, you know, that's the one thing. And I don't want to come off as misogynistic, and you know, especially the times we're living, the era we're living in, and whatnot. But yeah, I will say this. I, I think women. I have found, at least the ones I have known, I'm not saying all women are like this, at least the ones, uh, you know, that I've been around, tend to deal, they can put their emotions out more and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. They can get over breakups quicker, usually. Right. Um, man, there is there is nothing sadder than a heartbroken boy, you know, just walking around all long face and glum, you know. Oh, and, right, right. No, you're right. You can you're stretch that shit right. out for years, you know. Yeah. When did you guys break it's up? Girls. Well, four years ago. When the girls already married exactly. and moved on and hanging out in Spain or someplace, having fun, you know, not even thinking about it. Yeah. I, I hate to tell any guys out there that, but, yeah, if you think she's sitting at home pying away three years later, it ain't happening. <laughs> it ain't happening. No. You may. No, I actually uh, saw that one. I saw a meme of where it was like uh, girls are upset the first two days after a breakup, and then they don't care, and boys act like they don't care the first few days, and then the next few months <laughs> – they like, exactly. yeah. Oh, Remy, that's on Me and my first marriage and the divorce. <laughs> when, when she was all heartbroken, I was in Vegas having fun. Then I came home. Oh, she my was gosh. over it and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. How it went. Oh, man. Well, you know, you. I call, I call that my, uh, my trial marriage, you know, where I was learning a lot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> getting ready for the good one. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready you know. for the good one. That's funny. Well, that's one of the one of the great things about this track Avalanche that I like is that people can relate to it. You know, some guy that's at a desk somewhere is like, "Yes, it's got relatability to it. It's it's fantastic," and he's right. It really is. We've all been there, you know, and we listen to that track and, and watch the amazing video, um, and and we're just we're like, hey. Well, at least Remy gets it. <laughs> at least yeah. Remy feels my pain, you know. Oh, I'm glad That's you awesome. feel that way about it. I, I like <laughs> to uh, make it relatable so I can talk to people after the show and be like, so, uh, yeah, they always tell me what the song meant to them, and it makes me feel better because it makes me realize how similar every one of us is. 
Absolutely. And like, Absolutely. They don't even think how about many Steve. similar. I mean, like, what about right. Steve? He was a complete jerk. No, I, I'm kidding. I don't know if there was a Steve. Uh, I can't imagine there was a Steve, but um, maybe he no, was. Oh my God. <laughs> let me ask you this, Riley. Let me ask you this. We're just gossiping here. Now, the song Avalanche. You release it. It's it's a hot single. You know, it's out. You've got the video out now about it. What? No, I know it's been a couple years, you know, since you wrote this. But um, does the person who perhaps maybe inspired it do? The, are they aware that um, you know? Yeah, I was a complete idiot, and uh, now there's a song about it. <laughs> you know? Oh, are they, the person who <laughs> the person. No, I don't think he knows. Um, maybe he goes. Actually, his friends have told me that he definitely knows that a lot of the songs I've written are about him. What people don't know is that pretty much anything I've released is about the same guy. And oh. that's only because he was my he was my first love. And I, you know, ever since then, I, I nobody you. else has made a bigger impact on me. Yet nobody has. Yeah. Honest, and so, I mean, I don't speak with him. I haven't spoken to him in maybe two years, three years. So I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he really doesn't care. Maybe he's like get lost. But you know what? It. I got good songs out of it, so I am okay. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I predict. I predict. You know, he's gonna come home. Lot, he's probably working that afternoon shift that stinks where you can't get anything done, you know. It's just terrible. Yeah. And this is in a, in a year or two. And he's going to flip on the TV, maybe crack a beer, flip on the TV, and you're going to be on one of the talk shows, you know, just living it ah. up and talking about, you know, yeah, I just got back from China. It was great, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sold out stadium. <laughs> and he'll know. <laughs> I was a he jerk. <laughs> the lyrics are too specific to the issue. It couldn't be about anybody else. It's so funny. And the people that go to my high school, they all knew. They were like, oh, well, this can't be about anybody else. It was plain obvious. And there's many people oh. that are like, this has to be embarrassing. Like, this has to be so embarrassing. All Everything is just out there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not secretive. I'm a musician. Our lives are everywhere. Absolutely. Everywhere. Absolutely. And the lyrics. I, people are always like, oh, Remy, how are you? How are you? And I'm like, go listen to my latest song. That's a whole little diary of stuff going on in my life that I just decided <laughs> to share with everybody on the Internet. I love it. That's exactly I love it. how it is. Here. It reminds me, I have this friend of mine who's a, um, he's a, he's a bass player. Um, he's in a rockabilly band, you know, has a rockabilly band, stand-up bass guy. And, uh, but that doesn't make enough money. So he's also a hired gun. He, uh, which for those who uh-huh. don't know, uh, people in the musician, uh, you know, music people know. But um, for those who don't, what that means is when he's got free time, how he fills it up, is making money. He gets hired by other bands whose bass player can't go on tour with them or for whatever reason. And, you know, everybody has lives. And so he learns all the songs and goes on tour. He's kind of a stand-in. A, a hired gun is a stand-in musician, mm-hmm. touring uh, musician. And so he, um, he and his band, 
Um, we live in South Florida. You know, we've got beautiful beach and all that down here. And so we have a lot of uh, musician friends who stay in our guest room. <laughs> you know, they're coming through town. They're like, we also have a washer and dryer, you know. So, <laughs> and my wife's mm-hmm. Italian and a fantastic cook. You know, so we get a lot of people that come by. So anyway, he was going through, he was going through a divorce and he went on tour to, I think, kind of try to get his mind off of it. You know, me and him were hanging out um, when they weren't playing and he was kind of telling me about all this. And he's like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm I'm just really busted. I'm like, what are you talking? You're a country musician. Are you kidding me? This is three albums worth of material right here. You need to get Ah. an atom paper and get to work. Come on, man. Rocket. That is true. You know, being a heartbroken 14, 16-year-old, I can't imagine, like, a divorce. That would be much more deep. And now that I'm older, understanding that, I'm like, man, I wonder what the rest of it's going to be like for me. The rest, the next heartbreak (laughs) I have will probably impact me ten times more. Who knows? And I'm just saying, just like Taylor Swift. I don't know if it's if it's more of an emotional impact when you go through stuff like that. It's much more of a financial impact. <laughs> so you're like, well, oh, yeah. I miss my stuff. <laughs> you know, that's, right. I miss her. I miss her. But no, it's I'm um, taking I'm, that I'm table joking. you have, Jamie. I'm, yeah. I'm taking the table. Yeah, there was kind of a reason I left that table. Um, no, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very true. But, um, Nah, you know, it's it's life. And, you know, the the crazy thing is we're talking about the negative stuff, the heartbreak and, and all this and that. But, you know, the amazing thing, uh, I just read an article that said there's 8 billion people on the planet right now. 8 billion. That's yes. a lot, man. I and out of all that. those, you know, and you, here you are in high school in, in the greater Dallas area, and you happen to come across somebody who, you know, out of all those people, who, um, you know, would inspire an EP. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Right. You think that about is amazing. it. That is amazing that somebody was capable of that kind of damage. It makes me wonder <laughs> exactly. if he was an Avenger or something in a past life. Like, <laughs> wow. Wow. It's incredible. A super villain. Do. And, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> It's oh, man, that's funny. That is funny. It, well, it never you fails know. to amaze me. It never fails to amaze me. What? Um, yes. But just like Taylor Swift, <laughs> after every relationship comes a great album. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> people... People looking like tour or you know villagers from one of those old monster movies trying to get tickets and stuff to hear about it. Oh my! <laughs> Got to be a good feeling. You think about that. it, you know. <laughs> oh, she's she must feel so accomplished. Like I can't imagine. No, I mean I don't have people. I don't have the Department of Justice investigating whoever is selling tickets. <laughs> Right. You don't have like the FBI agents walking around looking at all the tickets, seeing if they're real. Breaking Ticketmaster. Having people like on waiting lists for tickets. I've never seen that in my life. You know, it's so interesting. I was talking uh, with a friend over the um, 
our big Thanksgiving uh, get together. We go to my wife's parents and they have a big to do. They have a big nice house and they have this, you know, friends and family and everybody over there. And I was talking to my friend, Matt, who, um, who I hadn't talked to in a while. And we were talking about the whole Taylor Swift ticket thing. And he's like, I thought about it. He goes, I thought about it right, you know, before it was announced, when they were going to uh, release the tickets. He's like, man, maybe I drop a thousand dollars and then put it up on eBay for six grand. Oh, Some rich guy buys yeah. it, you know. Turn a quick I five mean, grand. Who knows? Yeah, if you got the money. They probably would. You know, I'm. You'd be surprised. I remember. Um, I think it was Ozzy Osbourne or something, or someone, one of those big rocker dudes. He sold his kidney stone on eBay for thousands of dollars, and somebody bought wow. it. Yeah. yeah. And my brother. So my brother is a is very familiar with kidney stones. First side story, but it's just. And, and my, he he made a joke that he was going to take one of his kidney stones and say it was mine, and we were going to sell it for money when I'm famous, he said. <laughs> just like him. Yeah, that and guy who inspired the avalanche EP, he's probably going to do yes. something like that. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be at some con somewhere, you know, have a booth set up. You know, here we are at the homecoming dance. Um, I'll autograph it. You don't want your autograph, dude. I don't want your uh, And here's a, yeah. That is hilarious. (laughs) Here's a hairbrush you left at my house. Okay, we'll buy it. No, here's here's the five other girls that uh, I was seeing. (laughs) (laughs) Remy's coming out with claws. Kitty's got claws. I'm coming out with claws. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's funny, that is funny. Hey, before we get into that, oh my, and how can we even walk, step away from that? But um, but we'll, we will. Uh, Amanda's like, whew, somewhere listening to right. like that over at Trend PR. No, but you had mentioned you got you and your dad. Um, no, I mentioned he's, you know, it, it, the nature of his business. He's probably uh, quite involved in, in your music career, you know, with advice and this and that been doing it a long time you know he knows all about it he mentioned you mentioned that you guys went when you went to uh the desert for the photo shoot you also shot the video there right oh yeah it was quite funny um we you know in texas we don't get a lot of snow so right we we didn't know where we would be able to like create a um, a look of snow. We didn't want to do a green screen or mess with any of that kind of stuff because it wasn't really what we were going for. So, suggested going to white sand because the sand is so white it looks like snow. So mm-hmm. we drove up there. We did it. We stopped. We did an open mic on the way. You know, we did. We we got as much as we could out of the trip. And right, right. It was so Smart. hilarious. The whole experience, and I've been dying to talk about this in an interview, so this is my time to tell you how funny it was filming this video. (laughs) Okay. So let me tell you. We got there, and I think we we packed a bunch of snacks because we knew we'd be, you know, hungry out there. I open the car door, I step out, and I am blinded. I did not know that the sand was going to hit me right back in the face just like water would. That was the first shock. Second shock. We had one camera, one phone, 
and two people. And my dad's got all this <laughs> stuff stacked on him, his camera, his phone, and he said, and we, we don't have a plan, Jamie. We don't have a plan at all. We have no shot list, no nothing. We walked out there. We drove nine hours. We get out of the car. We step out into the sand, and I, I looked at him, and I said, what now? And he goes, I don't know. Go do some, Go dance out there. So I'm going to start filming. I'm going to press play. So we're walking. We're filming. We have no plan, no idea what we're doing, and we get lost. We look around. Oh, where's the car? Oh, man. And he said, well, I think we came from that way. And I said, let me just mark a, you know, mark where we came from with the stick. But the wind had made the sand. You don't know where that, you don't know where, where that was. We look over. Oh, man. another sand dune out of another sand dune. And if you look at the footage from this without the music, it's a bunch of my dad yelling at me back and forth to do something over there. But then halfway through the shoot, my strap broke. So I was holding up my dress from half of the video, and you can even Uh. see it in the beginning of the video. And I was having a really hard time. But luckily, there weren't that many people out there. But the whole time was a struggle. But we did end up getting the final footage that you see today, which we gave to our photographer friend who edited it for us. That's amazing. That's amazing. And for those who haven't seen the video, um, and those who know, who listen to the show and whatnot, after each show, when I'm doing the post-production, I usually, on my social media, I'll throw up a video of, um, you know, whatever I'm listening to while I work. Well, today is definitely going to be the Avalanche video. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> I really like it, and I like it even more now. <laughs> oh, my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. so great, Remy. There's an Instagram. And now, folks, uh, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com 
to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS. That's R-O-X-X for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, it's it's amazing because people – and I, I hear you're describing it so perfectly. People uh, in my world, they'll see a, a finished painting, and they're like, eh, nothing was on TV. You knock that out. What they don't see is the three days of, of trying to figure out the painting and sketching this and that out and getting mad and throwing the canvas across the studio. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes they fight a bit. The majority of it. When they yeah. don't. When it just all is real great, I mean, I celebrate that. That is because that's so rare, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, but I imagine in your world it's the same thing. You know, when you're making a video or a tra- sometimes it fights. You know, it just is. No, nobody knows because they see the, they hear the finished product or they see it. You know. Um, that's right. Cool. Now they don't we know part. about the avalanche video giving you a little bit of grief. Did the uh, did the track itself, or did it come pretty easy? Well, considering it went through COVID, I don't think it came easy either. <laughs> it was a close to home. I mean, I really expected to have it all finished way before then, but it never did. In fact, I'm not going to lie. I forgot about some of the songs on there. And whenever we were putting it together this year to put it out, I re-listened to those songs, and I was like, what? what the hell is this? And I was like <laughs> laughing to myself, like, I don't remember writing this one. There's one song on there that I literally have no memory writing, and it's literally completely recorded and finished. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, no, I think it's absolutely hilarious. I think it's very comical, and it's very me. It matches me perfectly. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I don't think anything yeah. You know, COVID was crazy. I, we got me and my wife. We've been one of those couples been together forever. We've been together, I don't know, seven, eight years. And then we decided, you know, well, my my mother-in-law, today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Cindy, if you're listening. Um, yeah, uh, you know, she was very instrumental in, hey, you, you schmucks, you better get married. You can't just live together forever. What the hell's wrong with you? You know, so we got married um, March 8th. The week before. Oh. So while you were getting ready to uh, record all this stuff, we're in the process of recording, getting, you know, well, no, getting ready to. The, um, yeah, I was getting married. I was, I, I was talking to my best friend from high school, um, Petra. Hello, Petra, if you're listening. 
um, we were kind of joking around. We were very cavalier about COVID. We were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like, uh, you know, one of these ones you hear about on the news and don't know, even know anybody who actually has it. It'll blow over, you know. And so me and, my, me and the wife, you know, we live in Florida, so we go to Disney World all the time, a couple times, a, you know, three or four times a year. And so we're up at Disney World after the wedding um, at one of those fancy uh, Japanese places at Epcot, a uh, restaurant where they're cutting all the stuff up. You know, you sit with a bunch of people and they cut all the stuff up on your table. And everybody starts looking at their phones, you know. And I don't use a cell mm-hmm. phone because my wife has one. So, I, you know, I don't need one. I'm always with her. And so I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, Danny, and I'm like, Danny, what, are the missiles coming? What's going on, man? What's happening? She's like, oh, Disney just announced they're closing the parks. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. Ah! If Disney's walking away from money, then this is serious. <laughs> you know, this, this is, is serious. Yeah, you know. These people charge $32 for a hamburger. Yeah, if they're giving that up, um, we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so we did. I wasn't exactly. worried about, you know, with COVID, I wasn't worried about the health thing. I've just seen too many movies. I'm like, I don't want, so me and my dog are like patrolling our yard every couple times a day, just. You know, keeping a presence up, making sure uh, any of the mutants that wanted to steal our toilet paper or hand sanitizer were aware we were on the ready. But, yeah, oh, yeah. that was tough. You get all this music done, all this work, and then you got to wait for, what, year and a half? Two years? Oh, yeah. And that wasn't the only thing I was excited about. It, I was also on a really big festival coming up in that mm. spring. I was on a roll. And that got canceled, of course, because of COVID. And everything just went downhill from there for me. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm never going to get my momentum back up as a musician that I've been working since I was 14 for. But I ended up, it still came back. I was like, well, there goes my life. And and everybody was thinking the same thing. All my musician friends, they were like, oh, my God, we're out of a job. Because, like, we are not, like, essential workers. And uh, it was like, where do we even, what do we even do? So we did a lot of Zoom-like performances, but restaurants were still hiring me to sit because I was in the, you know, on stage away from everybody else. And some of them would put me outside. I got hired at a few during COVID. It was kind of nuts. I was like, wow. Wow. I have a lot of um, DJ friends. Um, you know, and a lot of these guys had just got, and girls had just gotten these uh, these big residencies, like in Vegas and L.A. and whatnot. And it was the first time they got mm-hmm. really big checks, and so they went out, <laughs> went a little crazy, started buying cars, getting bigger apartment, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then COVID hit, and the yeah, they weren't putting them outside. <laughs> cars were going back, moving back to apartments oh, during a pandemic. Yeah, it sucked. It sucks. Well, you know, them and my stand-up comedy friends, too, um, they had it real rough. Uh, you know, because it's, it's hard to do a Zoom. It's hard to do stand-up comedy with, with Zoom because you don't get the audience feedback, you know? That oh little my chat roll yeah. ain't the same, you know? But, yeah, yeah well, you, you did it. it and you, you've got, you know, your momentum back. It's happening. It's, it's working, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, everybody's loving it, you know? It's phenomenal. 
it's phenomenal. The EP is going to drop. We don't know if it's going to be the second or the ninth, folks, but um, it'll be one of the two. I just I, confirmed it's the ninth. It's the ninth. I have the wrong info. It's the ninth. I, there we go. I knew. I, there we go. I, just, I texted my my dad, a.k.a. my manager, and I asked. I was like, hey, I'm in an interview right now. We need answers right now. <laughs> he was well, like, uh, yeah, it's the ninth. So, yeah, phenomenal. There's that. There it is, folks. There it is. And you know, I'll be reminding everybody on all my social media. You know, I'm. That's amazing. I I love your generation, Remy. I love your generation because while she's being funny, while she's telling all these crazy stories and and entertaining us all, you know, um, she's. I'm telling you. Youngsters and cell phones are going to save the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's on it. Talking on with it. The, in the mic and on the phone and texting at the same time. That's amazing. Tip of the hat. <laughs> Tip of the hat. <laughs> Very cool. I had to get the answers. I couldn't let the people know that it was the wrong day. The people That's needed true. answers. They did. They did. Hey, you know, speaking of answers, I wanted to, I am so impressed. As you know, I'm a painter, um, so I'm a visual guy. I love, you know, visual art and what, it's, it's, that's my world, you know. I don't know who designed your logo, but you, next time you hang out with them, buy them a cup of coffee. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Oh, and it's on you. your van. You want to know? And a suitcase. It is on my van. Do you want to know something crazy about that? The yeah. man who did it. He uh, did one of my other friends, and he only does logos for, like, musicians mostly. He does other businesses right. as well. But when he did my logo, when I asked him, my dad was said, "Go, we're going for a Beach Boys Chicago kind of look. And it does look a little like the Chicago logo. So yeah, a little bit, a little he, bit. Um, he, we didn't hear anything from him, apparently, for a minute. And um, he got back to us yeah, and said, oh, my out. God. I yeah. took too long on this. I, I spent too much. I just, I forgot or something. It slipped my mind. You guys can have it for free. Nice. So, I'm nice. pretty sure I ended up giving him a little bit of something because I, I don't think I paid full price, but I think I did pay, end up paying him because I, it was so amazing that I was like, I can't not pay you for your time for at least making this. But that's awesome. I thought it was I thought it was funny because we use that logo on literally everything now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's on the yeah. web flyers for this show. Yeah. There's stickers. There's shirts. There's buttons. Who knows what I will be making in my next round of merch? Like, this man I'm does not know the impact. There's a couple impact. things, folks. Anybody listening that's in a heavy metal rock band, I want you to take Remy's advice and get a good logo that transfers to merch easy. For some reason, all these rock friends I have, you know, like hard rock metal dudes uh, that I know and dudettes, um, they all want their logos, you know, well, we need the castle. We have to have a dragon and it has to be a bat and two guys fighting. And, you know, they put all this. I'm like, you're not queen, man. Relax. <laughs> when you shrink it down, it's just a blob. <laughs> Remy You're gonna want not. things that look good on a shirt. Exactly. Yeah, if they look good on a shirt, it's, it's it's key. It's key. 
that's telling you. There's always oh, a merch and, and table. Oh, and do not buy those Gildan shirts that are super itchy and broke. you got to have some soft shirts, man. People want to wear them. Absolutely. And if they don't, and they will end up using it as a duster a few years later or end up in a thrift shop, which one of mine did, but it was actually a goal of mine since I'm an avid thrifter. <laughs> uh, that's phenomenal. One of my I, friends sent me ago, a picture the other day of that. Oh, that's, they bought it, right? They had to. I would have bought that. They had to have. If they didn't, I'm going to throw hands. <laughs> it's probably being framed as we speak. Um professionally. It, you know? it, oh, it better be. It should be. <laughs> it should be. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I remember a couple of years ago, I had a gig, um, a commercial gig uh, from this magazine. It was a gaming magazine out of Las Vegas. Wasn't People on the street did not buy this magazine. It was, it was for casino uh, owners and the like and whatnot. And they had hired me to, um, they said, hey, we have interviews, uh, you know, uh, with ZZ Top. They were and um, so they gave me a list, uh, Jeff Thurlgood, uh, a bunch of people. And they said, you know, we need paintings for the magazine of these people on the list. Great, you know, and the check was good. <laughs> That's my prerequisite, you know. Uh, yeah, so I was doing it. And, but one of the acts they wanted me to, one of the bands they wanted me to paint was the band Chicago. Now, Growing up, you know, I had a dad. He listened to Chicago and stuff. It really wasn't my kind of music, but whatever. I'm, I'm not throwing, as my wife would say, I'm not throwing shade at it, all you youngsters with your lingo. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I looked up. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's look up a picture of the band so I can paint them. And I didn't know there were 25 members in the band. I don't know if there were 25, but there was a bunch <laughs> of people in the band. There's a lot of them, And I'm them, like, yeah. oh. I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to take forever. So I called the magazine back. I think I emailed them. And uh, I'm like, hey, I'm running out of time. What if I just do a really cool logo, <laughs> you know, different than that's been done? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that'll work. I couldn't believe they went for it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, have very fond, I have a very fondness for the Chicago logo. It saved my bacon. I did, It too. saved my bacon. It it's saved cool. you. Not it saved me too because I had a good reference. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, what's a great logo? The the Remy Riley logo is fantastic, and it looks cool on your van, and it's just you know you're there when that van's parked out front. That's cool, man. Oh my god, it's That's so funny that van. That van. That's so funny. That's a cool van. Um, is it temperamental? I make jokes about it all the time. Or does it run pretty well? I think well? it is now. It runs really well, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I've had cars like that. That's funny. Well, before you know it, Riley, you're going to be in a big provost bus, you know, a big rock star bus oh, going around. So, you know, that's the cool. Now, look at this, man. Look at her, her shows. Um, you've got, man, you've, you've worked a lot. You've been working a lot, and you're not even 21. Look at all these places you're playing. Doesn't matter. Not even. Yeah, you've done a whole bunch. A whole bunch. This is always cool. working. Always working, and that's important. That's another big. There's ten pages of her work of her previous events. Oh, ten. Pages. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm going to see it. One through ten. It's amazing. Um, you know, that's a that's a great uh, piece of advice for people out there. You have to. 
you know, if you've ever watched a basketball game, how they win is they get the ball down the court. Um, and that that's work. That's what you got to do, you know. It, it, it is. And you're doing it. You're doing it, Remy. You're doing it. That's Just amazing. one day at a time and having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and being a good hang, you know. Even her yep. father can exactly. attest to that. Her yes, poor dress was can because broken I- and... They're in the desert, <laughs> wandering the dunes of the yeah, desert. Yeah, we were. She's still being good. Oh, we're we are a fun team. I believe we are. We're hilarious. Spend too much time with my father, but well, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, man, and he's like I said, been in the business. He knows his stuff. You know, if you can learn, that's I don't care what business you're in. If you can observe and and glean some experience. So you don't, you know, get a learning curve where you don't have to make <laughs> these learning. Well, learn not to do it that way, you know. If you can take somebody's right. advice, um, it just puts you so much, so much further down the field. It's, it's fantastic. That's cool. You've got some cool folks there, oh, sure. uh, Remy. I, you know? I do. I'm very, very grateful for the people around me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, are you going to be? And I want everybody. When they go to um, um I want you to scroll down to the bottom. Hold on, I gotta change this thing here. We're running out of time. Here we go. Now we got all the time in the world. I feel like Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> I want everybody to scroll down to the very bottom of the page of RemyRiley.com, and um, you join the email list right there. You just pop it in and uh, hit that pink button, and away you go. Away you go. That's awesome. That's fantastic. This is a good website, Riley. Remy. Riley. Okay, I've probably done this several times during the show, and I'm going to get emails about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Remy, it's a beautiful name. I love it. I love it. Unfortunately, her last name, I have a, a niece named Riley, and we just had Thanksgiving, and she was the star of Thanksgiving. She's a year and a half old, and, um, you know, there was a lot of thank you, Riley, as she was handing me things. <laughs> she picks up randomly. Um, so, Riley's on the tongue. Um, and that's why I've been making those mistakes. But it's Remy Riley, ladies and gentlemen. Remy Riley. Jamie, get it together, man. Get it together. This is a great website. Man, I like this. Thank this is you. Nice. Easy to navigate. Everything's right here, you know. Wow. Gotta. Look at that crowd. That's amazing. Great photos, too. I didn't see all these. These weren't part of the press packet. This is cool. <gasps> How dare they? Remy, you're not supposed to wear your jacket. I see I almost did it again there. You're not. Look at those pants. Those are some cool pants, man, with all the flowers and everything in them. Those are cool. Cool stuff. Well, so the ninth is the big date, folks. I'll be reminding everybody, everybody, to pick up the EP. Because why just have one track by uh, Remy? You want the whole EP to get the whole experience. That's what I'm saying. You want the whole story from start saying. to finish. And your exactly. girl can talk. So let me do it in song for y'all. There you go. There you go. Do you have any upcoming shows? Or are we just focusing on getting the EP out right now, Remy? Um, it's I mean, I have, I mean, I think I just did my big show this Saturday. Um, 
I am going oh, wow. to Houston Saturday for a so far show. So I have one in okay. Houston coming up and one in Austin, and then I'm going to Chicago in, in uh, February. But for now, I'm really wow. focused on that EP December 9th, and all of my socials are at Remy Riley, R-E-M-Y-R-E-I-L-L-Y. Fantastic. Fantastic. She's even got a TikTok, folks. Big surprise. She's not I do. Of course she has a TikTok. Are you a fan of TikTok? Um, not. I mean, I don't really use it for, like, the dancing and stuff. I use it for more of, like, um, just, you know, singing in general. I sing on there, and nice. I make fun of the music business, and I, and I joke, and I be myself. <laughs> so, yes, I like it for that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I know you're a very busy lady. I want to thank you so much for taking time to, um, you know, out of your day to, to be on the show and whatnot. I had so much fun. Remy, you're, oh, you gosh, rock, thank man. Thank you so much. Super cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And super good at what you do. I want to hear more. I can't wait I to hear really more. I really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, keep doing what you're doing because, man, you've got a new fan with me and I'm sure a bunch of our listeners as well. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank, thank you so you, much for Remy. having me on the show. It was such a pleasure. Oh, yeah, anytime. Anytime. Best to your folks. And um, very cool. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, Remy, a little longer than I was supposed to. I hope I didn't mess her up on other interviews nope. and whatnot she's doing. But cool, cool, cool. Oh. Well, we lucked out there. Okay, folks, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great evening. And remember, if you're out and about doing stuff, the world's still a little weird. Be cool. Be nice. You know, treat people how you want them to treat you. Wow, what a novel concept. Um, But, yeah, just be, uh, you know, patient and whatnot. And uh, very cool. And we will see you all next time. Have a good one. Thanks, Remy. Thank you so much, Jamie. Pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tama Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.